into the contest. It's Monday the 3rd of May. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert and I'm joined by Shane Lee. Shano, you went out to the footy, you had a pie. How are you, bud? Mate, I'm in good spirits. It was. Uh, I took my oldest daughter Zara out to watch the Swannies beat Geelong by two points, mate. It was a great atmosphere and when Papley kicked that last goal... The Swans fans jumped in the air, mate. It was uh, it was a great night out. Well, doesn't he know how to go off? <laughs> Corey McKernan will be here to break down all the AFL. A huge weekend. He'll also look at this Manchester United story and look for the name Shyla Heal, the daughter of Shane Heal. She's been signed in the WNBA, and today she joins us on Afternoon Sport. I tell you what, they were dramatic scenes in the dressing room for the Roosters. They're they're battered and broken. They've lost players to injury. Kiri, uh, the the list is so long, I I can't name them all. But the focus on Friday was Brett Morris and this, what appears to be, career-ending injury show. Yeah, very sombre scenes in the uh, the Roosters change room. And... Look, I was fortunate enough to play with my brother Brett um, in cricket, and um, and you do go through a range of emotions when you when you play with a family member, that's for sure. Um, but to see Brett Morris being consoled by his brother Josh in the change room when he was shedding tears was was really hard to watch. I, I felt, um, yeah, it, it's probably you're going to see probably one of the best wingers of all time in the NRL, Brett Morris, probably end his career there and then. And um, with an ACL injury at, at his age, that's probably the last time we're going to see Brett Morris. Um, we'll particularly on a footy field, but in the Roosters jersey as well, I'd say. Yeah, it was a great win for them over Newcastle. It only happened in the last few minutes. Lindsay Collins had the same injury. When you think that Jake Friend was forced to retire, you got Boyd Corden and not coming back till round 12. They're, they're able to do it at the moment, the Roosters, but boy, oh boy, they've copped it. And we may just see 17-year-old Joseph Sawali play next weekend. Now, just this other story that's kicked about, to tell you what, it surprised me when I read it, Manu Vatave, um, and and could be... Could be headed to jail. Yep, a uh, very, very sad story as well, mate. The uh, the the twenty nine test uh, legend for both New Zealand and played two tests for Tonga has been charged with possessing methamphetamines for supply and importing them um, of Class A drugs. He, he's in big trouble and facing uh, life in prison. So um, he's just come out on Instagram, and um, there's been a lot of sort of secrecy around who this uh, footballer is, um, and he's owned up to it. Uh, but he said he's going to fight the charges. So we'll watch his space, but it's a really, really sad story if it's true because he's spending life in jail. Yeah, yeah, he's put his name to it. He's, he's emphatically going to uh, fight it, though. So we watch that space with interest. Well, look, it's been a huge weekend, a massive weekend. And what about the AFL? Let's have a chat with Corey McKernan next on Afternoon Sport. So much drama in West Australia, but it was the West Coast Eagles, Corey McKernan, as we uh, turn our attention to AFL. Yeah, it was the Eagles. They uh, they did it pretty easy in the end in front of uh, in front of no one. So it was uh, quite interesting times for, uh, I think, sports people nowadays just to 
to be able to adapt and uh, for a game that's so eagerly awaited on the AFL calendar and then all of a sudden you're going to go out and play in front of no people would be a, a pretty strange feeling, I imagine. Sure, mate. And uh, well, a, a game that had plenty of people was Richmond versus the Bulldogs and the Bulldogs had their first hiccup of the season. Yeah, you always look for the for the up-and-coming teams and see how they're going to, um, I mean, how they're going to deal with going to the big Coliseum and, and, pl- and you know, and playing against any, any good team, but let alone the reigning champs on the on their home deck, uh, won three out of the last four flags. Mm. And I thought in the first half the Bulldogs had ample opportunities to maybe put Richmond away, or not put them away, but be a lot further in front. But look, Richmond just showed their class. And look, the upside is that I, I think the upside for the Tigers fans is, or Richmond in general, is that. If they end up facing the Western Bulldogs, I think the Western Bulldogs maybe going to have a few, few scars out of that game just because of the sheer fact that you know, I mean, no Dustin Martin and a few players missing for the Tigers. The Tigers mm. are only going to get better. What about the Swans, Geelong? Uh, look, ever since Nick Davis in two thousand and five, these games have been ones that you mark on the calendar and it lived up to expectation. Yeah, I know. You know, I know. At different times, we can we can talk up that the MCG is great, but Shane would probably attest to this as well. Like mm. the SCG, when you have a close game like that, I imagine, and I've been out there. You know, when when we played the Swans in close games, but. The atmosphere in those games and the noise that comes out of there is is something to behold. And look, it was just a great win by the Swans. And it was probably, it was interesting when I caught up with John Longmire, we were talking about uh, Hickey, the, the Ruckman had been such mm. a great pickup for the Swans and he was going to be out for an extended period. And I, I whispered in horses here and said, listen, it's a posterior cruciate horse. I played the 96 grand final with that. There's nothing wrong with him. But um he uh he came out and I mean he he had a great game, started off the first center bounce, got the first clearance and got the swans rolling. And um look, the only thing that was a little bit contentious at the end was the the mark that Jeremy Cameron took at the end of the game. But um look it's such a great adver- advertisement for Australian rules football in uh, in New South Wales. But you're dead right. I was out there. I took my um, oldest daughter Zara out to watch the match, and we sat in the concourse there. It was fantastic atmosphere. And when Papley kicked that last goal um, to get the Swans home, but you're right, mate. That that kick uh, that Jeremy, Jeremy Jeremy Cameron caught, it went about twenty meters, let alone fifteen. Doesn't uh, doesn't he know how to celebrate Papley? <laughs> well, see what we're all we're all celebrating with him. It was a fantastic night. And you're right. You're really really close there at the SCG, and um, the atmosphere was electric. He went off like a frog in a sock. He really, he really, really did. Well, talk about celebrating. What about the Melbourne Demons? We we talked last week about them daring to dream. Not since '64, they've done it again. Yeah, well, look, it's it's getting to the situation now. That's the great thing with getting wins in the early part of the season. That they've won seven games, and what have we? We've got fifteen games to go. Not that they would be looking at it like this. You only have to win half the, your remaining games and you're going to finish top four. The, the, mm. the coveted top four position in the AFL is really, I know that we've. It's times have changed a little bit, but it really gives you such a big springboard to have a crack at winning the premiership. And look, winning their first game, first seven games gives you a massive chance now. Now, the, on, a, on a positive note, the Kangaroos were great yesterday. In they terms were. Of, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm loving the way that as a past North Melbourne player, I'm loving the way that they're going about it. 
The kids are, are really have, having a real red-hot go. But it's as we've discussed before, they just can't maintain it and finish off games. They just haven't got that strength and experience at the moment. But more importantly for the Melbourne long-suffering Melbourne fans out there, they can start to, to dare to dream because it's games like this that when you become a good team, you find a way to win. Yeah, I was going to say that, mate. North Melbourne were in the game pretty much for the first three quarters. I thought they um, the young guys fought really well. Now, a team that's not fighting really well is Collingwood, mate. They are in big trouble. Yeah, ouch! It's uh, mm. it's 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 not looking pretty for Collingwood, and, and I, I do feel for Nathan Buckley and anyone that gets put in this situation because it just seems like once the momentum starts to get on this, it's so hard to stop. It's all right for the clubs to come out and say, "Oh, we're dealing with this at the end of the year," but these these couple of weeks that were coming up were always going to be critical. They got beaten by the Gold Coast Suns on the weekend. Now, some people would view that from the outside. Oh, it's the Gold Coast Suns. But I tell you what, the Gold Coast Suns were actually really good the way they took the game up. They continued on their great form when they beat the Swans the week Mm. before. So they – I mean, I think it's a big tick to them. But I I tell you, the furnace is really going to be turned up at Collingwood. And guess who they play this week? They play the Kangaroos. And if they get beaten by North Melbourne – Whoa, I don't. I, I mean, it's all right to keep saying we're going to deal with this at the end of the year, but I don't know. I just, I, I do, in another sense, I do feel for Nathan Buckley because I, I, I think, unfortunately, it push may come to shove. Yeah, he may well end up at Centrelink. There's little question about that, and I say that. Oh no, no, I don't, don't say that dispassionately. But that is the coaching world. It really is good signs for the Bombers. Good signs for Carlton on the weekend, and just a bit of a change of tack, Corey, because this is a huge story today uh, in the United Kingdom. The fallout continues after that sort of uh, uh, like abysmal sort of mess up with that whole Super League competition, and it was uh, the target was on your club, Manchester United. The fans just blew up. A game got called off tell us yeah well they did uh yeah just with the the timings and i did set the alarm it was scheduled for 1 30 a.m which is a real ouch time it's the right in between time and set the alarm got up and yeah there was a huge protest uh planned by the manchester united fans and and you couldn't ever read a room more wrong than what these owners Mm. of these clubs did Look, the great thing that might happen, and that's what happened today, yes, they disrupted the biggest game in the English football calendar, but hopefully it leads to change where the fans can have more of a say. And and if, like we've all said on, on this show, we know how important all the fans are to sport. And it just can't be uh, billionaires just playing how much money they can rip out of teams. And that's certainly been the case at Manchester United. The Glazers, for those that don't know, they also own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So in mm. one sense, they've had some success. But unfortunately, with Manchester United, they've they've straddled the club with debt and uh, they've pulled a lot of money out of it. And they disrupted all the fans' protests today. They, they stopped the biggest game in English football. So if that doesn't make them stand up and take notice, I don't know what will. Yeah, that was a huge story, Corey. Absolutely huge story. And look, this thing's just going to murmur along. And it seems like people power has, uh, has taken a really a strong stance in uh, the United Kingdom particularly. We'll talk to you soon, Corey. Thanks, boys. Have a great day. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, the name Heel is like basketball royalty. Well, Shyla Heel, 19-year-old daughter of Shane, is headed to the WNBA, and we're going to talk to her next. 
PlaySport is calling Game On for a new way to play, a free platform to explore and be inspired to connect to thousands of sport, rec and well-being activities in your community. Just go to PlaySport.com. PlaySport, whatever moves you. Well, huge basketball story over the past few weeks. Uh, Shyla Heal, of course, the daughter of Shane Heal, has been drafted into the WNBA for Chicago. It's a huge story, and Shyla joins us. How are you, Shyla? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Shyla, did you think it was going to happen this fast for you? You're obviously very young still, um, but being drafted to Chicago, it's a, it's a huge step up. It's going to be uh, exciting times. Yeah, um, well, I've been training for this since I was a little girl, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I knew my draft year was coming up about two years ago, so I've really been working towards it, and um, yeah, I'm happy it happened this fast. What was it like when it happened, when you heard the news? Obviously, you'd been targeting it, but when well, you never guaranteed anything, are you, in sport? Uh, what was it like when you heard? Oh, I was so nervous. I remember, I don't even get nervous that much, but my lips literally went numb. It was so weird. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it was just so surreal. That was so good. Now, have you, have you ever been to Chicago? Um, I only went to America when I was really little, so I don't yeah. really remember it. So, no. <laughs> that that was probably when your dad was playing for either San Antonio or the Timberwolves. But um, just just quickly, you, you've got a very frenetic few months ahead, don't you? Because you, you head to America in the next few days, and then obviously you, you've got to be picked. But, you know, if I was a selector, I'd be saying you'd be one of the first pick for the Opals with the Olympics. So, it's, it's a huge year ahead. Yeah, it is going to be huge. Um, obviously, playing every second day, and then hopefully, I make the Opals team too. So, it'd be pretty crazy two goals in one year. Um, so, that's the plan. And yeah, I'm really excited. Um, now, your father, Shane, was obviously a fantastic basketballer himself. What, what, is he, what has he taught you? He literally has taught me everything. Yeah. He has been coaching me since I was real little. So, everything I know, um, I definitely wouldn't be here without him. Um, and yeah, I'm very lucky to have him. Is he a tough judge, Charlotte? <laughs> um, he is pretty tough on me, but at the same time, he can be a bit soft because I'm the baby. Oh, uh, no. Nice. What about your mum? What, what, what's your mum taught you? Oh, gosh. She hasn't taught me how to cook yet. That's her one job. <laughs> You're going to need to do a crash course in cooking. So, I know. I need to has, learn. Has it always been basketball ever since you were a little kid? Have you guys been dribbling balls down the hallway? Um. I used to play tennis when I was younger too, but I was always playing basketball at the same time and then it got to a stage where I had to pick between the two. So, yeah, I think I started basketball around five. So pretty much dribbling all day, every day (laughs) since I was little. Yeah, last year the WNBL final uh, was a a big one last year and a real tough loss. Yeah, um, we went in against like, we were definitely the underdogs. It was against Liz Cambage and yeah. Leilani Mitchell. Um, yeah, they were a stacked team. So it was really good for our team because we were one of the youngest in the league to make it to the grand final. So that was cool, really good experience, and now I'll be ready for next year. That was frenetic, wasn't it, that whole season, how it was all jammed in so tight up there in, in Queensland. What, what was that like being in the bubble and um, furiously getting through the season? Um, I really enjoyed it. I liked how we played more games and less training. Um, even if you have like a bad game, you can back it up pretty quickly, like a couple of days later. So I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a good experience and I reckon it will get me ready for the WNBA too because that's sort of how the schedule will be. 
And Charlotte, women's sport is going from strength to strength, and it's great to see. I've got two daughters myself, so there's there's obviously plenty of avenues for girls to play professional sport now, which is fantastic. Who, who were your sporting idols growing up? Um, I didn't actually watch that much growing up, but I really liked um, Penny Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michelle Timms, they were pretty good. Look, I know you're busy, but I do want to ask one question. What goes into uh, when you're full on training? Uh, wh- how much do you guys do when it, you balance your fitness with your on-court training? Um, a lot goes into it. Um, we usually, well, for example, last year we would have about four or five in preseason on-court sessions, and then we'd have three gym sessions plus like cardio and stuff. So it's pretty full on. Um, and a lot of recovery happens behind the scenes, but it's really good. Um, you get used to it after a while and it all pays off. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, I think we'll send you Rick Stein's cookbook because I think you might need that over there <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and tell your mum to start teaching you a few things in the kitchen because because it's really, really important. Nutrition's very important. It sounds good. I'll send you my address. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember going to Country Radio, the fried rice. Yeah, it's really easy. A bit of fried rice. <laughs> start from there and, and go upwards. Shyla, look, thanks so much for coming on Afternoon Sport and all the very best with uh, what will be a huge 2021. No worries. Thank you for having me. Good luck, Shara. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you goes out to our guests today, Shyla Heal and Corey McKernan. Thank you to our sponsors, Spartan Sports. Yeah, www.spartansportshq.com. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.